Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. It's another Thursday with Thor. I hope you guys are breaking out some killer flour. Got the best of the extracts out. Get Go get that Puff Go Peak or bust out that torch. Roll up something good because we're about to get into it. This is another Thursday with Thor Cannabis Special. Thanks for listening in and tuning in, guys. I think this week we're going to talk about a little bit of a miscellaneous. Uh, you know, things have been on my mind lately. I've been meeting a lot of people who are um wanting to get into the endeavors of of cannabis and entering the cannabis industry and 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 want to be a grower and and um you know they i believe they want to socialize too as well and there was a lot of uh, topics that i needed to cover and you know we got into conversation and it, it really kind of spoke to me that you know i think other people out there need to kind of hear it you know and I, sometimes i don't cover you know complete a to z but i'll try to do my best i can with my a to z with what i got in the time that we have to share and i'll get off as much information as i can you know to you guys so take that to heart you know um you know i can't yeah i freestyle almost every single episode i mean sometimes i take notes and i'll look down at my notes and try to key back into things but uh, about 90, you know, 8% of the time, really and truly, guys, I'm going off the top of the head. So you guys got to kind of bear with me and I'll try to deliver as much information as I can during these small segments. And I appreciate you guys this time a lot. You know, I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves in a relaxed atmosphere. And if not, you know, when you're in a, a chaotic atmosphere or a, a grow atmosphere, I hope I could bring enough, uh, you know, to you in this small amount of time that we have that we share each week. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And I just want to touch base with newer people out there that really haven't started, you know, growing and they're thinking about the endeavors of growing and they're thinking about the industry and, and what they could provide for people. Um, some people, you, you know, they don't necessarily have that passion and they're actually in it for the money. And that's what you call commercial people. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny. Everybody's got a nice little lingo for wherever they live of, you know, the mids grower, the, the commercial grower. Up here in New England, they like to use uh, Mersh as the as like a little nickname for you know your Mersh grower. You know, it's just the way he is. Some people are passionate though, and they really want to bring you know extra endeavors to the uh, cannabis industry itself. You know, to try to give them research to try to get other people to further their research into other things. And then you get people that are just passionate about the medical side of it and they really enjoy growing buds and um really using it for certain times of the day and uh using it to make salves using it to make you know extracts to make edibles but they're you know isolating certain strains and they're studying certain strains and when they isolate those things they understand that more they understand how to grow it what it's better for uh, medically you know um, sometimes uh, a lot of stuff people don't know is you know some of these plants out here that are not desired as much for the flower, their hash is actually, um, you know, an ability to give, you know, a, a, an excellent uh, medical breakthrough for certain things. So, you know, all of it kind of pl- comes into play. And just like people, you know, we all come into play uh, for certain situations. And I think the more people we have in the industry, um, the more that we're going to be able to further the research and and get there. And this isn't a type of job out there to where we're going to work ourselves out of a job like oh don't teach all these people how to do this and do this because the more people we have you know um the less work you'll have 
that's not necessarily uh, necessarily true. We're in a very golden age of cannabis right now. That won't go away for um, a solid 20 plus years. I mean, cannabis is really entering a wonderful uh, union. It's now becoming, um, you know, legal in so many places. But once it fully unionizes and becomes a, a solid entity of everywhere and, you know, fi finally widely accepted, I believe that's when you're going to really see the medical breakthroughs on another level. But at this time, there's only a certain amount of people studying certain topics. So if you get into something, don't feel like you have to follow what's popular, you know, do something that, you know, drives you. And, uh, you know, one of the things that drives me is the subspecies autoflower. You know, there's other subspecies like hemp too, you know, and hemp's ha hemp has its qualities. As we know, the male and the female hemp can be used for different things, you know, and I've talked about that before on further episodes, how it's, you know, building houses. So, you know, the quality of having that seed around is great. Um, it's now starting to be produced on a level to where, you know, it's because they realize industrialized hemp is actually going to be, you know, very valuable. So, you know, following that uh, small um, subspecies of, of, you know, cannabis entirely um isn't a bad thing when you find somebody oh i just grow hemp well that guy's not so interesting sure he is there's a lot you can learn from him uh for example myself um i do autoflower autoflower it's very useful for uh different things because it creates different cbgs cbns and precursors to create the cbds and the thcs that are really uniting to give a special effect out of these autoflowers a little more than the photoperiods can sometimes the photoperiods are just so dominant on thc the, T, the CBDs aren't really present. And with autoflowers, you naturally kind of get that because, well, we'll go into depth on that another day. But what I'm saying is, you know, studying these things can really progress the future of everything. And they all correlate together. You know, really and truly, I believe that one day, once everything is united, you know, federally and all that stuff, you know, here, at least in where I live in the United States, things will start to be pushed at a different level. So, you know, the more people, the merrier at this point. So, you know, telling people, keep your trade secrets and stuff like that, that's to a degree. And we'll talk about that later. You know, you really have to be either passionate, you know, some people are here for the money, some here for both, you know, because they understand the, you know, the unity that, you know, it can bring you some extras in this world. If you do it right, you just can't be cash grabbing at every point possible. You know, you really absolutely have to be doing it for a reason. A lot of people that will seem to be cash grabbing sometimes are really actually just recycling it right back into, you know, the grow all over again. So it's not necessarily a thing to where the, you know, they're becoming someone famous because just like into the music industry, just like the cannabis industry, absolutely the truth is uh, you know, you have a choice. You're either here for the fame or you're here to be, you know, uh, somebody, you know, that did something for the industry entirely and, and, and properly. So, you know, there's little things that you can do to really and truly leave your fingerprint, um, on the cannabis industry, honestly. And I, I want people to understand that aspect before they get into it. So the, you also have to understand the true basics uh, of growing. It has to be like second nature to you. Um, you know, for to go kind of touch back on one of the, you know, baseline things again is also being discreet. You know, you really truly have to be discreet about this, even if you're in a legal state and all your friends are doing it. Um, sometimes you don't want to let them know exactly where you're growing it's okay to take pictures of your grow all that stuff but don't be taking like full-on entire videos 
of exactly step by step how a person is to get into your grow area or because sometimes, you know, uh, you do have the ability of other people around you having one of those, set, you know, a, a set of seven deadly sins, you know, and, and envying and they want to envy you so much to where they'll come in and, you know, know where your grow is or, you know, do things to the side of the house to where, you know, your grow is because they know it's on that side or they want to sabotage you in some way or, you know, things like that do happen out there. So keeping it discreet is like absolutely one of the most best things you could do while growing even if you're in a legal state and all your friends do know you grow just don't tell them exactly where everything is keep keep things down to um a little bit of privacy because you just like families uh just like humans plants uh they want privacy you know people love privacy for a reason they they enjoy being uh in their area you know they like their space you know even outdoors they like their space they don't like to be too crowded i could tell you know, plants are, you know, they, it's just going to correlate in real life. Be discreet with it, you know, but like I said, you want to understand the true basics of growing like second nature before you start growing. I recommend highly that you do a ton of research. Like you really need to spend a lot of time to the point to where all your extra time, whether it's out of work or if it's your entire day off, like you want, you want people to kind of complain a little bit and say, man, that's all you've been doing you know, for the last, you know, month or, you know, three months or, you know, all day, you're just constantly watching, you know, videos on growing and you're constantly reading and you're constantly just putting cannabis content into your brain 24 seven. Don't get caught up on the on all, you know, Instagram lives or X app, uh, formerly Twitter, those, you know, lives or anything that um, people are constantly posting on like discord and stuff like that. You want to be very careful about, you know, uh, that too as well, you know, because sometimes not all good information is being relayed out and it could be directly for business. Sometimes like a lot of those people that have discords, they don't realize it's kind of based for new growers. So it gets a lot of attention from new growers, but it's sort of like a corner for specifically them and their fans only. You can't really talk about other people and post other people and if you can then you really realize that wow this is actually a, a real passion uh passionate grower place and it's not like a money grab zone for you know new growers looking for a handout and a, and a and a group of people to hang with because just like people that's what just like us humans we tend to try to find friend groups or kind of segregate ourselves in groups, whether it's like music or, you know, the way we, uh, sports, you know, jocks hang out with other jocks and, you know, other, other, um, you know, cheerleader type girls hang out with that, you know, other, um, rock music people, you know, um, uh, country music and country people, you know, how people naturally do that. It's just something weird that humans do. Um, it's the same thing. It kind of relates the same way. So you kind of have to understand that, you know, um, you know, you want to really know your all this like second nature. You want to be hanging out on the right places and learning the right things, because if your second nature is being on IG Live every day, you're not going to really understand the study aspect of 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 cannabis and and learning and being uh, more hands on. Because experience hands on is going to teach you more than um, what you could not uh, learn online. Because you could learn it online, but you're going to have to apply it, experience hands on to really understand it. Uh, for it to become a second nature sometimes so really the experience of growing is the key reality of it you really want to um, put out 
just excellent uh, research and study like you're in college, you know, because you don't have to go to college for this. Sure, certification is nice out there. But if you do enough work and you're accepted by your peers and your work's reflecting out there, um, you're really and, and not uh, not only is your uh, work matching up with what you're talking about, you know, that's when you really become that next level grower, because those are three main components. You have to know it. You have to grow it. And then you have to talk about it and then you have to be accepted by your peers. Once you're accepted by, you know, a really good amount of peers and a lot of great growers and you understand the level you're at, that's when you move up and there's levels to this. So, you know, at the beginning level, you have to understand that true basic like second nature. So people are rude here. You know, it's not peaceful. Um, not many will want to teach you the trade. So do not be discouraged when you find a lot of attitude at all times in all corners. I mean, not all growers um, are super um, happy to be social. Not everybody in business is super happy to be social. You have to um, approach this cannabis business just like um, everything else in business in this world. Um, I know it's hard to say that because you think it's peace and love. And, and it is that, you know, and generally that's what we try as all people to do, you know, in, in general is to really, you know, whether it's religion or not, is to, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. But unfortunately, you're going to find that, uh, like I said earlier, not everybody's here for passion. You know, some of them are here for money. Some of them are here for fame. Some of them are here to take pictures of their face and and show their face all day online because they want to be known every time you see them because that's their market, you know. And some people, like myself, I've never uh, taken pictures of my face like that in front of my plants and shown off. It's, I've done, we're talking handfuls of years going on uh you know almost a decade of of you know i don't show myself off like that this is more about the plant you know it's always been about that uh sometimes i'll show my face just because i believe that sometimes you have to like i said earlier you have to you have to you know talk to talk you have to you know grow the grow and you have to sometimes you have to show face when it's time you know you only do it when it's time don't you know sometimes you have to sometimes reveal who you are and what you look like and who you are as a person, because a lot of these growers out there, they can't be trusted. You know, a lot of them behind the books are, are, you know, dealing, you know, doing a whole lot of other things, you know, and sometimes that doesn't play into your learning or your knowledge or your path of uh, learning everything second nature. So don't be too involved emotionally with personalities when it comes down to uh, becoming uh, socially with cannabis on um platforms such as discord or instagram or x app or you know any of those new apps and stuff that people are using constantly you know you, you don't want to make it too much about social and grouping and and that's something that really um you know a lot of people will struggle with i'll talk about that more coming up you know learning your environment is one of the big key things though you're gonna have to understand before you start growing what you're good at growing like a lot of people don't understand like sure when i first started growing at a young age back when i was in you know like high school and stuff in a legal red state i was growing in soil that's because i didn't have the ability to generate the you know um the ability in the area to really build indoors or, or work with anybody you know that wanted to talk about growing but at that time because you know uh living in certain red states man they could really lock you up hardcore for that i mean you could ruin you know your life at a young age as they say you know catching a felony charge and stuff because cultivation in red states can really get you caught up and put you on a 
on a pedestal for uh, them uh, for law enforcement to do what they want with you. You know, they put you up there and they uh, and they uh, say this guy's got this much going on. They put make you look like a kingpin just for growing a little bit. So it's very very hard to get resources for a lot of people you know back for me at that age soil was what i had to start with that you know and um you know barely had any great food for it you know and most of the time uh we would end up getting robbed at the end by somebody knowing about our plans because we weren't being discreet or you know it would just end up being somewhat of a mediocre grow because we were only feeding it you know super thrive and awesome a code and whatever you know mpk ratio we could find through you know our parents uh you know uh, plant food you know sometimes we would you know go along with them and act like we wanted to grow tomatoes with them when we're really we're looking for stuff that's good for cannabis and back then we didn't know too much you know but i started with soil but uh when i really got into uh growing as an adult about 10 years ago uh Truthfully, hydroponics, I just got dropped right into the fire, man. You know, hydroponics, I studied, I did everything I told you guys, you know, to do about a studying and researching and looking into it before you get started, you know, and I really just kind of, uh, j- kind of jumped in the fire with DWC and, you know, off rip, I, I learned a few things that you don't have to add this, this, that, the other, because there's a lot of products out there that really will misguide you and They'll, they'll put it out there as the, all you need is stuff like turpinator and stuff like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, essential oils that have to be put in like the citrus or the berry or the pine, you know, stuff like that. Like, you don't have to use stuff like that, man. These plants have wonderful terpenes on their own. Like, you don't have to add this and add that and that, add the other just to get uh, successful results, especially with hydro, too. So. You know, um, I, I learned, I, I had a, a few small mistakes, but we never killed any plants and we really and truly um, always did a nice leaching and flushing at the end and didn't have uh, residuals hanging out often like that. So, you know, um, I'm proud of that. And we continued that DWC all the way into our DWC over the years, you know, so, um, you know, soil is still there. I grow with soil. I've grown with cocoa and I've grown with rock wool in between, but you know, you have to know your environment before you get into it, because um, that's what you're more than likely going to be successful with for the long term. You know, some people will start off with hydro, not do well. We'll go to soil. You know, some people start with soil, do so well with soil or a, a hybrid soil, excuse me, you know, with peat and some cocoa coir in there. I think that's probably the best is the hybrid soil, in my opinion. Probably should have said that in the beginning, but this wasn't something that I learned till later on anyways. So you want to understand your your medium you want to understand your environment you know you got to really have lights you got to really have fans you got to really have the ability to um get a dehumidifier you got to have the ability to um have a bit of a uh an exhaust you got all these things are playing into role your vpds your dew points um your temperature differentials you know you have to understand that you know you can't have a difference of 10 degrees uh when the light you know what with lights on lights off that temperature can uh bounce you know within 10 degree or over 10 degrees because it causes so much stress you know things like that you have to start understanding these things before you grow because if you don't you could fail very easily you know so studying and studying you know understanding your environment is going to be the absolute key don't just buy what's popular don't go out there and buy this expensive tent and this expensive light and this expensive, uh, you know, setup. If you if you don't understand your environment, because it still won't work out. To be honest with you, a lot of us are still buying cheap equipment because we understand that it's not just one, two, three items. It's actually a handful of items and it's organized chaos. 
growing inside, you have to replicate that um, environment. You know, you have to do certain things or, you know, these plants will really have issues keeping it clean. Understanding your environment is key. You're going to have to learn this before you get started, you know. So I tell people this all the time, really do your studying. If you want to do joint groups and joint studies um, and, and get online, enjoy like and, and be in grow groups and hang out with you know, three, four people all the time and message each other. I mean, that's fine. That's something that is, is, you know, I'm telling you that's a good thing because in order to get up to the next level, you have to be accepted by your peers. You can't just be someone who has follows 10 people and has, you know, everybody else following them and they're not following everybody else back. Sure. When numbers get up into the tens of thousands and beyond, it's really hard to go through each person and kind of find out who it is and meet everybody. I understand how that works, you know, later on, but when it first begins, it truly will be, you know, um, you'll, you'll sometimes follow a little bit more people than follow you. And at that time, you're going to want to surround yourself with the right people. You're not going to want to just follow anybody. And what some people do is they'll just follow the the top dogs only or breeders only. And what I'm going to recommend to you is to not segregate yourself that way. I recommend that you follow all of the people who breed. I recommend that you follow all the people who work in the industry that make nutrients, all the people that work in the industry that um, make equipment and uh, further things for cannabis uh follow people who do podcasting follow people who do um a lot of inside detail uh work with medical reasoning um follow a lot of the people who are famous for doing things that are right for the plant first and not for them um follow the people that are going to do the right thing don't follow the person that sells the most seeds or who's online the most or who gives away the most or who prints out the most banners and um cards and and boxes and all that you know oh they're fancy in this oh wow you know you know don't, you know don't necessarily go for those people first and the reason why i'm going to tell you is it's it's kind of commercial in a way to go that path you know everybody will end up having a variation of it or you know they're just things that are mass produced constantly by these people to sell lines so that they could revenue um, certain times of the year, you know, they're wanting to drop so much stuff so that they can constantly keep making revenue. Little do you know, these people aren't growing those flowers for themselves to smoke um, in, in abundance. They're literally flipping plants that are like ha like a foot tall and just to take a picture of the top bud, just to put it online for their seeds to be sold. And, you know, those type of people won't ever really have true research and true medical value to it it's going to be people who pick it up down the road and really do the work with it because they got a hold of a you know a bunch of them and were able to actually do a whole room and and really hunt out the things and typically those type of people what they do is they'll they'll seek out those people who do that work for them and they'll get them to send them back clones and then they turn that into a new line all over again that is a true cash grabber that is a true bad breeder. That's someone that's here for what's popular, not what's right. And that's that's putting out fancy packaging only and and really kind of winning over your your young enthusiasm of the new world of how these new uh, banners and NFTs and special edition this and that, you know, that's that's nostalgia. This type of stuff is like, you know, was mass produced back a long time ago. We already know what happens with stuff like this. This is just cash cow for their commercial type work.
So you got to be worried when it comes down to selecting who you're, you know, who you're going to follow. You really want to follow people that are doing what's better for cannabis in the long run, people that are helping, giving great deals, uh, helping people out, not just giveaways. The giveaway is an easy way for people to get lured in. Everyone's known that for a long time. Free things are nice. Don't get me wrong. If I were you and it was probably a choice, I would say you can test uh, with breeders and groups and other people who make seeds and stuff. Grow as much as you can in variety of everyone, not just one person. Because if you get stuck on one person, that person... Um, if they are good people, it's a great thing to do. They'll constantly supply you with free things. You don't have to pay them. Anything they give you comes with no strings attached, has nothing to do with marketing them. Just a pure thank you for helping them, you know, uh, being around, constantly growing, supporting, talking to people. You know, you, those are the good, best people of the world, you know. When someone gives you things and they got things attached to it and they know for a fact they're using you and they're, they're making you look like the fanboy more or less. You know, you got to watch for those things, man. Don't do, don't join those groups or gangs that are tight knitted, you know, because you'll become known and affiliated often too much with them people, too. And the, every time they're thought of, you're thought of. So if that person does issues with this breeder, this breeder and this breeder, what happens is is you'll end up not getting talked to and you'll never have the opportunity to grow with others and grow as a cannabis uh, grower who's doing it for the passion and, and not the fame. You know what I mean? Because that happens all the time. You end up, uh, one person has beef with this person and, and you know, they try to shelf them more or less, which is what they, a term for getting rid of them so that they're up on the shelf and nobody has to talk about them for a while, you know? Those people are in it for the fame. When you hear that type of words and stuff like that, those are those are productivity type people out there for the you know they're for the money, or they're for the fame, or for both, or for the passion of the plant, or all three balance. You know, and there's a really key balance to it all. You know, you don't want to overdo one or the other. You really want to balance all of it. You really have to be accepted by your peers out here. That's one of the things that you know, proudly you do want to earn after, uh, 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 you know, a good amount of time, you know, socially and around cannabis in the industry, you want to earn respect for the right reasons. When you hear people talk bad about people, they don't think, oh, well, just because that person's the top dog said it, it must be a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people are judged here. Nobody will really um, care to think about one side. They're going to want to see both sides and they're going to want to hear both stories. So. Um, make your own decisions. Don't feel like one side's gonna overpower you, no matter how big they are. You're you're just like everybody else here on this earth. You know, make your own decisions, do things for your own heart. And if you're that type of person that's that enjoys that cash grab, be those. Go hang with the cash grabbers. You know, if they if you're that person that enjoys a little bit more of making money, then go make money. And I'm not the type of person to hate or say don't like or like this person. You know, you kind of have to keep your own vision going no matter what. Don't let other people affect you or groups affect you. Just stay neutral at all times. Don't absolutely pick sides. If someone's having a beef, don't talk shit. Don't hang out during the lives where shit's going crazy. Don't make comments. Um, sometimes texting is it will get taken out of uh, contrast because the reason is is because it doesn't show demeanor text does not show 
what you're saying. And that's why you see a lot of people will use audio because they want to speak, you know, and they want to say things and, uh, and they don't want to text, you know, because it will come out differently. So you got to understand that too. You got to be real careful what you say. I've said things in the nicest way that people that are my best as a friends took wrong and even made disciplinary action about it. And how, you know what I'm saying? So it happens to the best of us. So texting is not a good thing. Make sure that you're not saying too much, even though if you're passionate like me and you love to talk and you love to, you know, come into the room and, and enjoy what's going on and interact. You know, some people don't necessarily like that in the um, Instagrams or the other live situations too. They'll feel like, Oh, who's this guy? Because he's talking so much, they feel like maybe you're wanting attention when that's not the truth. You're just kind of trying to interact. So, you know, some people don't know how to take you. Got to remember, you're in a social setting. So, build your style naturally through original design, okay? And feature and honor your older breeders, of course. But you want to build your style through an original design. Don't do something that is replicated entirely like you're gonna see a lot of people and breeders out there that will meet another person successful for them and they're not necessarily flattering them by copying them they're replicating them because they got what they want and those people you got to be real work you got to be real cautious about you know they call them so, oh yeah we're just money getters we just that's our passion we like to get it Truth is, if you don't know their relationship between the, you know, the people that they're, you know, in the bond that certain people have and why they copy each other and do things the way they do, you don't understand that they probably beef all the time, have issues with each other all the time, and they judge people so much, they probably judge themselves so much too as well. So you got to remember, like, you know, replicating the next guy, don't do that exactly the way they did it, literally doing every single thing they did. Don't do that. You have to be original because if you get caught up being a copycat in this industry, you're a fool. And that's what a lot of people in this business world will think whenever you're doing the same thing with business things. Like when someone comes out with an item and then someone comes out with uh, a version of it that's cheaper, you know, that's pretty much the same thing, but just through them because they're cash grabbing at someone who you know, is original because they're copy, you know, so really go for originality, do things your way and understand that, you know, copycat is just really not the way this cannabis industry needs to uh, needs to be heading towards that direction. It's absolutely um, going backwards. In my opinion, you're just literally replicating what's out there. You're not special. There's nothing original about you. So, you know, you really want to have a natural, original design. Like, you know, one of the things I realized with the autoflowers was there was no Thor's hammer ever in autoflower existence. Thor's hammer is the, you know, an auto version, Thor's hammer. That's the original version, you know. Finally, the Vikings are, are putting the stamp on uh, cannabis, you know, properly. And I'm doing it through subspecies. That's how I do it myself, you know. So, you know, remember what your lane is, study certain things and, you know, get good at what you're what you're good at. But understand, you know, that cannabis as a whole is still and uh, in, in it's, it's we're in the golden age. It's wide open. We need people studying because there isn't that many people doing it out there. So if you could be one of the originals you know back when no one was doing it you know you'll you'll leave a fingerprint on this cannabis industry for a lifetime and you'll forever your name will forever be out there 
and it's not for fame it's it's for the progression of medical and for the progression of a species you know making it better and trying to you know lift it to the next level so you know when once you get on to cannabis for reasons like that you start to feel uh, a, a passion and power of, of none other and then you really understand what i mean you know so uh you don't want to disrespect ever anyone or breeders or plants or subspecies or anything of the sort without first experiencing hands-on and properly doing it hands-on because if you are a first timer and a first grower and you get a hold of a couple packs of autos and a couple packs of photos and a couple packs of hemp and you grow the hemp you realize you got no flight got no actual you know substance from because you're looking for medical material from it and then you grow the photo period and you realize oh i have to wait for a season and or i have to flip my lights and i have to do a proper for eight nine weeks and you know or if it's a sativa it could be longer you know i have to really understand that or if it's an auto how to really grow an auto like first time growers with autos they have issues they don't necessarily know what's going on you know they don't know when to switch the feed how to initiate at certain times when to train when to defoliate how to defoliate and how to train they don't know these things. So like I said earlier in touch base, you have to study and know what's going on because, you know, you don't want to disrespect anything without first experiencing it hands on. Like say they grow the auto first. Oh, it was fucked up and stupid. It was just your experience with it at that time. You're really going to have to understand once you do it right, uh, you know, then go about it. You know, once you've understood what it's about and how to do it right, then go about it. You know, sometimes people just don't have that hands on knack for uh, the green thumbs when it comes to certain things. So, you know, they, they try and try and try, it just doesn't work out or they don't get around the right people. And that's why we're doing podcasts. That's why we're doing social media is to try to reach out there more, to build more on what's better for cannabis. And that's my passion. I don't go for the fame. I don't, I'm not here for the money. You know, I've spent probably so much of my own money just on, you know, sending out free packs, which some people would call marketing. But to me, it's really just uh, trying to, you know, teach people because once they get a hold of it, I did auto regular for a long time. That's not something that is very sought after. Auto regular, you have to do all the work. You have to discard the males from the females. You have to pick out the best of the females to work with. You're going to see lots of variants. What the feminized, you know, what, what you're getting is you're getting more or less almost a replica. And we could, we'll talk about it more, you know, in different episodes about how in-depth of feminizing creates this. But, you know, uh, little that did I know down the road that working auto fem would give me production out of the seeds to where it was giving me big and massive every single time over and over versus the auto reg that I studied. But the years that I studied with it, I now understand so much across the whole platform that I really understand it like second nature now. And all I could do is just continue to push this and teach this and try to help further something in cannabis that has yet to be really fully understood and we're in the golden age for so i really um that's why I, I work with subspecies you know and um you know hands-on and experiencing these things and finding out the true knowledge of what happens even when things go wrong too you know not everything's going to go right it is success 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 most of the time but you know sometimes you're going to find out that some ingredients uh, uh nutrients wise are, aren't working out for you know certain setups or you know you just don't uh utilize this for this or we we want to experiment and try different training techniques and stuff you know that's the trials and tribulations these are things that we're finding out 
back when I was first starting, you know, I was popping hundreds of plants going through a hunt, you know, for my autoflowers and creating autoflowers, putting photoperiods into autoflowers and not watering down the photoperiods so much, making an autoflower dominance. I mean, so many things were coming into play. I mean, you don't have success, success, success. You got to sometimes go through a little bit of it, you know, and, and, and when things go wrong, you got to learn how to assess those situations. As an experienced person, you know, uh, when a new, or excuse me, we'll start off with the newer grower. When something happens, they're calling everybody. What's this mark on the leaf? They're studying. They're constantly over-concerned with things that sometimes are just natural, you know, decay. And, you know, they just need to remove the older leaves and stuff like that. And, and you know, sometimes it's actually wrong. And they need to, oh, shit, I'm having a deficiency here, guys. Like, this is a bad situation, you know. And, and they do need to reach out. And um, having that second nature of knowing uh, when things go wrong and how to assess it, what to do, go to their research and their notes and those situations. If you are prepared for this, if you are someone who knows that they have to go in there, go to the blogs, go to the YouTube university, as I call it, which is YouTube, you know, just YouTube these things and, and, and uh, you know, or you could use um, browser engines such as Google or you can just go straight into your internet and go to, you know, certain websites or certain podcasts, certain people, you know, and now we have social media to where you can directly contact certain people, whether they charge for the time or not, you know, uh, you have the ability to do it and you can't just give up and let it go and think, oh, it's going to get better, you know, because, uh, you know, 10% of the time, is it really like that? Is it some old growth that you just need to pluck off because it hasn't getting sun like the other parts are? You know, the branches aren't developing, so you clip those because it promotes energy. These are things that you're going to have to learn, okay? Second nature. I'll touch on that again. It has to be a true nature to your ability to speak cannabis, know this plant like it is brushing your teeth, like how to get up and ride a bike and, you know, and, and go about a day like this plant is your next uh, nature. You need to know. Uh, if you're going to be in the cannabis industry and be a grower for the long term and you want to do this on a big level and leave a legacy for for what you're doing on your work for the for the better of cannabis, you really will have to work, you know. But if you're looking to just personally grow, do a little bit, that's fine. You can maintain a little bit, you know, don't have to worry about so much, you know, is what I'm talking about. You know, you just keep it between yourself and a couple of people. You're just growing a few things that you guys maybe even created yourself. I can understand that, you know, there's all kinds of levels to this. And you really have to understand where you are in this industry, too, when it comes to social media and how certain people approach it, too. Like some people are so into the industry, you know, 10 plus, 20 plus years that it's very hard to reach them on any aspect. You have to understand, too, uh, the nature of cannabis growers. You know, it's not just the. Okay, well, it's just going to be like every other high school and, you know, and every, you know, and every other person, you know, no, these are, it's a very different world now. This is adults, you know, this is, uh, you know, all that kitty type of stuff doesn't work here. You know, this is business uh, at the same time. This is cannabis at the same time. This is medical, you know, and the cannabis is uh, truly a passion, you know, and if you don't have that passion, it'll show real quick, too. So you'll get you'll get exposed if you're not there for the right reason. So. I do say make your own decisions. Don't let other people make decisions for you just because they're popular. Um, you know, um, you have to understand when things are the breeder's fault and when it's the grower's fault, too, as well. 
because environmentally you could be screwing things up and giving yourself all the worst options in the world for your plant to grow. Just like how uh, parents are to children, you know, if they're not parenting them properly and doing, you know, proper things, you know, and studying and finding out how other successful people have have gotten their uh, children to be successful. Same way with the plants. You're going to have to know when it's the breeder's fault, when it's the grower's fault. Okay, this person has uh, mental issues. No, this person just needs a better parent, you know, and it's, it's it, you, know, you need to apply certain technique, you know, and that's the way it goes in this world. You have to really understand. There's a bunch of people out there that thinks that they'll just pop the auto flower and they'll leave it there just like the photo period thinking it's going to veg and, oh, it's okay if it gets a, dis, uh, you know, a dysfunction going on because I'll recover it by the time I flip it. No, you know, it's not like that. You're working with a different species. This is what makes it a little bit more advanced. This is what makes, I believe, subspecies uh, harder to work with than uh, like photopeers. I think autos are harder to grow. I think a, a person that can grow autos successfully um, will absolutely grow photoperiods successfully. I don't think a person that grows photoperiods semi-successfully can grow autoflowers always successfully. I don't believe that because I've seen it time and time again. It takes a special passionate grower to be able to do both uh to do both on a high level proper level once you learn everything on auto flowers everything on him and then everything on photo periods you really start to shape yourself on what's going on here and what direction we're heading so you're gonna have to evolve um you know some way when you get into growing too how are you gonna evolve as a person and it starts with your seed vault Okay, some people start with bag seed. Some people start with a group that they hang out with will send them seeds of their stuff because they're trying to, A, be nice, give you some great genetics, B, become famous because when you grow it, they're going to show it off, or, you know, C, a mixture of both. And remember the balance that I talked about, having a good balance of them both. It's okay to want to have a little bit of exposure. It's okay to want to make a little bit of your money back because cannabis growing costs a lot of money. And I should have probably uh, touched on that basis when we first started talking because you have to have an investment. When you first start growing, you have to understand this isn't something that's overnight. Auto flowers have been a little bit faster for us. We can get uh, 90 to 100, 120 day fully, you know, seedling to harvest, uh, you know, grows going on, but it's, it's to a certain degree and not anymore as far as, you know, um, you know, what you're working with, but it is as far as the breeder and uh, what they're doing to create, um, certain auto flowers for you to utilize that space. So it's a little different. Um, so sometimes you really have to understand it's, it's just like photo periods in a way too. If you're growing one big plant, it's going to take up all your room. If you're looking to grow a bunch of plants, you know, there's a great productive way to do it with tables and rock wool and doing it on a production level. If you want to try to have a bunch of variety and a bunch of like, you know, um, quality bud instead of quantity bud, like some people will grow just one plant, let it grow giant. Sometimes uh, it makes pounds, but it doesn't make, uh, you know, great definition to the bud as if they were to just make it a smaller uh, plant and where to flip it, you know, they get a little bit more quality because the plant doesn't have to promote as much energy in the growth and it could put it into floral, but that's, you know, type of second nature that you're going to want to understand, you know, these are type of things that you're going to want to pick up on, you know, because later down the road, they're, you're going to be tested, you know, it's okay for someone a few years into growing uh, to make mistakes and, you know, to not understand something or never heard of something. It's okay five years into it to, you know, um, have advanced things that they've never heard of and come into aspects. But by your 10th year and plus on, you're really going to want to learn a lot of this stuff so much second nature that 
you're constantly wanting to find out everything new as it comes out so you can stay on top of everything because you have now kind of mastered everything in the past and now you're just kind of waiting for new future things to come out and new techniques you're constantly putting your ear to the ground looking for the buffalo i mean once you hit that 10 year plus it's it's a second nature you're you're begging for that new stuff you're hunting for that new stuff so you have to really kind of evolve um that way too and from your seed vault you can evolve um if you get with a group of growers like say you're uh, become a tester i highly promote that people test for people i'm going to explain something to you though when you become a tester don't join just one group of testers sometimes it works better that way because they don't have a utilized space but this is a way that you tackle that you only have the testers send you one pack don't let these testers keep you gassed up and flooded with packs now you're obligated it happens just like everywhere we go when someone's gonna take care of you before you get famous they hook it up they you know or not excuse me famous we're just taking that as an example you know someone that be, to become successful let's just take like a, a boxer or something or you know uh, you know remember we're working with growers here um you know the higher grower higher up you know someone that's making money doing this for an occasion will gift the person you know five packs now that person feels obligated to grow and perform and succeed on those five uh packs just like a boxer would be given five contracts you know five fights you're gonna want to win all five you know you're gonna want to show up and show out and do your best for your name and and sometimes when you start testing for groups and they keep you flooded and they're like yo you need to join my discord how would you feel about you working for me you know you start to become not just a tester you're you're and then you become his you know everybody views you that you're seeing oh i'm doing all this work from they're going to view you as a fanboy because really and truly you have to be a fan of that person if you're doing that work for them and then you're going to have to really and truly start doing work for them and then once you start growing great and finding certain phenos and they're calling you and asking you to sing clones back and you're coming out of your you know off your own stuff just to support them you know just because they sent you five packs when it began with don't get tied up with that because now you're obligated and and most of these guys will all obligate you to it you know and if you don't do something with when they gave you five packs they're going to uh start pointing the finger and say oh well this person didn't do exactly as i said for me so my for for me you know and then they think that you're supposed to look bad for that situation you know so when you join the right person just you know hey one pack is fine one is fine just one don't don't make me do all this extra stuff be very careful guys with this but i do recommend testing okay so you can get another tester and you can get one pack from him and then you can get another tester and you can get one pack from him and then you can grow something of your choice but this is going to help you evolve from your seed uh, vault if you do these type of things sometimes just buying your genetics that's fine too you could look and see pictures and other people growing in. You'll think, oh, you know, I want to try to grow that, you know. Um, sometimes if it's not an S1, it's not going to look the exact same. You're not going to ever get the same exact thing. So be wary. A lot of people who buy seeds, they see a picture and, you know, unless it's auto feminized or excuse me, unless it's feminized um, or S1, you know, rarely is it ever going to look exactly like that again. Especially if it's a regular, you know, variance is, is always there um the picture you know you got to hunt out things to get those awesome pictures sometimes sometimes the picture will do it justice because most of them do tend to look like that um but when you get into the feminizing and stuff like that you tend to get exactly what you're looking for so some people will buy seeds and just grow what they buy 
some people will um, listen to other people and hear that it's just an amazing genetic and they'll, they'll grow that, you know, keep an open ear and don't stick to just one of those things. Uh, do a little bit of everything. Um, if you, if you test for multiple people, you're getting more work done overall too, as well. You're getting, um, a more of a grow relationship, which I call a grow ship or a grow friend, you know, um, those type of people will build with you over the years. You know, you can evolve and you can see more and learn more that way, you know, cause if you're testing for one person, you're, like I said, it can end up being somewhat of a trap for you a little bit and it doesn't work out always, you know, and sometimes it does. But the ones that work out the best are the ones that separate themselves and realize, hey, don't use me, you know, and they put the message out there. Don't be using me like that, man, for your cash grabbing, because if that's all it was in the beginning, then you should have just told me, you know, because that will happen down the road. And then it's not right because now your feelings are hurt because you tried to put someone up there like a family member when really they looked at you as food. So, you know, be careful who you evolve with. You know, your seed vault will evolve you for the good or the better, just recognize that, you know, you do the right thing when the right time comes down and you understand what's going on and you act on it properly. And you wanna first research your breeders and the testers behind the breeders. You wanna hang out with the people that hang out with the breeder. If you hang out with the people that hang out with the breeder and understand what they're about and start realizing, like hanging with them and talk to them, you'll start to realize what it's all about, why they're there, why they're doing it, who they're there for, what they're expecting to get out of it. Some people are just so naive these days. A lot of people will do a lot of bad things, a lot of bad extra work. Little did they know it was bad, bad work and they were doing the bad thing and they were, they didn't know really what was going on. They were just job. And little did they know that they're now part of something that they didn't understand, you know? So being part of these groups and, and, and working with each other, you know, you have to understand there's going to be strife too, you know, and things like that will cause you to get off topic from cannabis. You don't want to involve yourself with gossip. You don't want to involve yourself with people who talk down to each other at all, even if it's just a joke. Anybody who talks crap about breeders constantly, that's not really truly real hold water facts, you know, things that are, um, you know, to the soul, to the heart and soul. You know, sometimes people would just complain about dumb things that are just like, dude, stop worrying about what another man's doing. You know, uh, let that man do his business, which I will do that. But sometimes things are really to the heart and soul. And when you really feel like you need to speak up on it, don't be afraid to speak up on it and get yourself in the right position, guys. Sometimes you have to separate yourselves from those testing groups and those people. If you realize that red flag after red flag is popping up from them and that they're just using you and you don't see it. So having good social skills is really going to help you, too, because when it comes down to it, if you have to separate yourself, you know, stay on top of your game. If you're doing everything neutral and you're doing everything right and you're doing things by the code and, and you're doing, you know, by, by the man code or the woman code, whatever, you know, spiritually that you're following to yourself, don't do what's popular. Do what's right. Because it will show and there is enough. Don't worry, guys, when people band together and they say, oh, we will try to show up this person and banish them. Listen, there are millions and millions and, and billion people on this planet. OK, and new growers all the time, constantly growing. And a lot of those old growers go away and sometimes they disappear entirely. So don't 
ever feel like any of them are a big enough gang to ever shut anything or anyone down. Okay. Because if you are doing your due diligence and you are a powerhouse of a person and you know what you got, you're accepted by your peers. You have done the levels program to get where you're at now. There's nothing they can do to stop you. You just have to do the right thing. Only you can kill you. You're it's you versus you at the end of the day, when it comes into uh, becoming someone here in this cannabis industry, whether you want to leave a fingerprint or not, it is absolutely you, the man in the mirror, one man, woman, the man in the mirror. So having good social skills, yeah, remaining neutral and not doing politics and stuff like that. And, and talk, what you do is if you do want to talk that type of stuff, talk it behind closed doors with the right uh, people that won't um, expose you. You know, do, don't do it with people that you don't know, that you just met offline, that you call brother or tell them that you love them because they're there every day for you guys. You know, sometimes the social media thing is good for some people, but it's really bad for a lot of people. OK, a lot of these people aren't your friend. A lot of these people don't care about you when it comes down to it. They're not going to be the one to help you grow. They're not going to be the one to pay your bills. They're not going to be the one to do anything for you when you're down and out. Even if they did, a little scrap ain't going to do it, my man. It's really and truly the fact that we all have to survive out here. you got to understand that codependency isn't the way to go. You you can be teamwork and all that stuff, but you got to have good social skills and make your own decisions at the end of the day. So um, truly, you want to, you know, um, just not all people on social media is good. Just test with the right groups, test with the right people. Um, how you choose the right people. Some people will be like, well, how do I know? You know, it's really all about attitude. It's all about progression of the plant. You're going to hear someone talk about how they spend a lot of money doing testing through laboratories and and people who do, spend a lot of time doing hunts of 100 or more, people who are really progressing, doing back crossing and doing F3, F4s and and really we like just working hardcore on certain genetics and 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 researching certain genetics and pushing the envelope for other genetics not just being like a typical industry that will be uh that will find a clone that is just accepted by uh, its peers that's you know going to raise THC up so we're all going to all use it and make it real popular out there in the world um just because it, it creates this in abundance and you know, like you really have to uh, choose based on um, what works for you, what you've researched will work for uh, your endeavors in case you wanted to take that plant to the next level because you found another plant and you would like to preserve or breed those genetics and keep them around for a long time. Um, you know, you have to do the research really before you just choose the strain. Don't just be like, oh, I heard this one's fire. Oh, I saw a picture of that. That was fire. Really choose your genetics and choose your breeders and choose your grows based upon what works for you. Okay. So don't go out and buy the same setup that someone has when they live in New England and do the same thing someone has in New England when you live in New Mexico or Texas, you know, because the climate's different. You have to have a setup built on your setup, your area. Like everything's chosen on your basis. Don't just think you have to copy or replicate somebody. You're going to have to know what you need for your area. You know, certain places around the world don't need um, as much, you know, uh, as strong. I meant, you know, of course, they're going to need each element, dehumidifier, light, you know, AC, stuff like that. But you don't necessarily have to have a, a, a 320 pint. Or you could have a 70 pint, you know, it's, it depends on your situation. So choosing your genetics 
as well. You know, don't grow things that you know in your environment won't grow well. Okay, well, this creates a lot of foliage and it's a it's an indica and and um you know if if it's uh, a really um damp and uh, damp and wet environment temperatures are out of whack then that's not necessarily the best thing to grow for that one maybe you want to uh say if your temperatures are real high uh, and hot and, and uh indica isn't working you want to grow maybe a little bit of a hybrid that's a little bit more of a sativa you know it's because your environment really will grow uh a little bit better for that genetic you have to understand things you know you can't just you can grow anything you just won't get you know the best of results and you're, you're gonna go oh well the breeder you know it's no it's it's really kind of the grower you know we have to set up our environments and choose you know what works for us in our environment what's best for us you know some people in red states they want to grow for all photo periods and have those big stinky buds well, sometimes it's best for them to grow some autoflowers because they're small and discreet and they can get away with it in their red state. And they don't realize that utilizing autoflowers will really help them get some buds outdoors that are sun grown. Uh, or they can grow it inside and have it done so quickly that they could shut it down or hide to grow and not have to worry about the extra electricity and the or the smell or anything, you know, 120 days or so and they had everything finished up and they cleaned it up real quick you know it's really choosing based on your environment your place your situation it's different for everybody you know it really is different for everybody and the truth about um you know like what i said with the discords and the groups man they won't necessarily reflect on that neither they'll just oh grow this one you're gonna want to get this person's new this this person's new pack of this you know they're not necessarily understanding if it's you know, good for them or not, you know? So it's cool to support each other and support friends to buy things though, which I think is great, you know, but just, you know, don't be crazy buying up everything, expecting everything to be great. You know, you have to really experience things and see things. I don't go off of photos. I don't recommend people go off of photos. I think they should just talk to the breeder, whether or not they have like a video or, or not, but I think they should just talk to the breeder and they'll find out, you know, um, that's a really good way. Meet your breeder. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, don't don't hang with people based on their growing habits and their their group habits and their giveaway habits. You know, it's it, if it's not true to your growing style and your personality, bro, those people, um, you got to remember it, you want to hang around people that you will bring around your children and family. Like if they're if you're hanging around people, you wouldn't bring around your children and family. You probably wouldn't want to be around them in the first place right so why are you even hanging around with groups sure you're curious and you're wanting to study and you're wanting to you know um be affiliated with something different one day or something and you're checking it out that's fine but for you to become someone that you're not and to be hanging out with people that you're not people that you'd be embarrassed to be you know bring around your children and your kid like yo you shouldn't be working with those type of people you know unless it's you know on a certain level to where Hey, that's it. It is what it is. But most of the time, man, you know, it's well known. Those type of people aren't good. Just you have to realize these habits that you choose to to be around with these other growers will reflect upon you. And it, it happens because we have social media and it happens quick, man. Um, you know, like I said, if you wouldn't want them around your you know, family and kids, why would you want them in your life to begin with? When, you know, you realize that most of these people are affiliates they're not your friends they're affiliates um they're you know growing at certain points of their life too for certain reasons 
don't look up to everybody like that at all times. You know, you kind of want to look up to yourself and understand that your kids and your family is looking up to you. Your wife's looking up to you. So you got to be someone. So don't want to be friends with just everybody. A lot of them just want your money and they want to see if they could take advantage of you and use you for, you know, what it's worth, what you're worth at the time, because it's very doggy dog when you get into the big bucks of this industry here. Once you start really getting and understanding, um, you know, places like sometimes you're dealing with not business people, you're dealing with young kids who are like 22 who got their parents money. They got really bad attitudes, but they got an awesome graphics artist and they could really produce an awesome seed bank you know, and a web page and all that stuff. But little did you know that the kid's just a total warp and bad person for society behind it, you know. And little did you know, you thought it was so cool because it had all the flashy graphics and they were giving away packs all the time. And you thought it was just so cool. And little did you know behind it, you got a murderer. You got a, you know, you got someone who's an actual psychopath, you know. So you got to be really, really careful, guys. I mean, do not look and hang out with people based on you know just some growing and group habits and giveaway habits guys it is absolutely the same in this industry of cannabis as it is with business so you really have to realize it's 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 a dangerous game sometimes with the with the right people too as well so careful what you get into us and you have to realize that not all of us can grow not everybody can grow some some people suck at growing man and uh, they just can't grow and they just don't get it. They can't learn either. I've seen people who couldn't grow, learn and evolve and hang out with their peers and through social media became a better grower. And by hanging with people over the years, they learned and they started to do different techniques because they had more plants around too. And uh, they really started to understand um, the whole cannabis in general. It became second nature to them. It doesn't happen to everybody though. Some people never get it. Some people just cannot grow. They have no green thumbs. They just cannot grow. And it's not because they don't have the patience for it. It's because they they don't really just have that um, ability for it. And it happens to some people and don't feel bad. They're better at other things in the world, okay? It's just plants are meant for plant-growing people, people who are based to do it, you know? And it typically has to have a lot of good air, uh, hand-eye coordination. Um, they have to have good hands really their hands, you know, um, you know, they can be rough, you know, naturally swollen, rough working hands, you know, don't work well with plants. That's why ladies are sometimes best for the, the plants or guys who have, you know, nice hands, you know, work well, uh, with training them and working with them. You have to understand the strength with them. You can't be too rough guys who have, you know, big muscles and they're rough all the time and they're quick to grab and kind of grasp things, you know, and that's how they always work things. They just kind of, tackle it you know and can't do that neither you know it's it's a it's a balance you know not not all of us could do it so don't feel bad it's just the way it is what it is man you know some of us are just excellent growers it is meant to be this person was meant for the seed this person was meant for cannabis like some of them are just absolutely they get it you know what i mean it doesn't matter what medium you throw at them they get it it doesn't matter what nutrient program you throw at them. They get it and they find ways to tweak the nutrients to even grow better with them. That's how you know you found someone different. Like I would test for new, uh, nutrition programs. Um, let's take, for example, Floraflex. V1, V2, B1, B2. Um, the flower and the uh, veg nutrients. This was before Full Tilt came out. This is before any of uh, any extra products from Floraflex came out. 
when they first came out, before it was even sold on the market, they did a giveaway with a few people who were close to use or who were close to FloorFlex that were already using their drippers and emitters because they were becoming a big thing, and they still are, and they actually are one of the better productivity um, options is FloorFlex and their dripper emitter systems rocking with Rockwell. They now have their own type of Rockwell. Um, actually, it's a different, it's not like Rockwell, it's a little different, but they even do their whole setups now. FloorFlex is growing, but what I'm getting out here is when it first came out, I was one of the people who won the giveaways for the 10-gallon totes, and we were the first few people that got a hold of those nutrients. And I learned through uh, the flour how to tweak the flour recipe to make it work better and uh, how to really utilize it to where I could actually use it as a booster and uh, take a little bit less of this, you know, because people were already doing that. So I had learned it from them. But once I did it and then reported it back to them, they started like having other people report it back to them too, because they naturally were telling people, hey, this guy Thor is, is tweaking the recipe a little bit and doing this. Oh, we were too, you know, because they're natural growers, just people who do that. They just know, they just figure things out or they'll know an extra product added. Oh, well, they'll look at the ratios and the essentials and they'll go, you know what? There's a little bit of a balance where it, it needs a little bit of this because I'm seeing the plants react to it. So I went out and bought uh, some of the raw iron, add a little bit more iron and then bam, problem solved. Like you start to see things before they happen. You can tweak things before they happen. That's second nature, man. It is such a beautiful thing when it comes in. I mean, not all of us can grow and get this. It just happens to the best of us. I'm not showing off. I'm not using me as an example for that reason. It's just, it's very easy off the top of my head to freestyle and say that, you know, it's, it's the truth when it comes down to these new programs that are coming out, they don't need everything. They're going to give you 10 bottles. You don't need all 10 bottles. That's just, this is where the knowledge starts from. Once you start having this stuff like and understanding this stuff, because over time and experience, that's when you start to really realize as a whole, like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to really grasp this entirely. And to be honest with you, people who have been working with plants for a long time, whether it's grass and other ornamentals and other plants, they have the ability to cross over into cannabis and do very well. Um, if you've ever had a talent with um, certain plants, so we're not going to just say tomatoes, guys. Tomatoes kind of do their own thing sometimes. I mean, staking them up and training them is a, a next level technique, but cannabis takes a little bit more than some tomatoes. But if you can farm at least, you know, five varieties of, of different species, let's say tomatoes, melons, peas, and know the techniques and know what it takes, the ratios, how to feed it, this, that, the other, you could probably cross over into, you know, cannabis or flowers too as well. You can cross over into cannabis. Reason being is because you really have to utilize that um, and that second nature of knowing the plant, being around the plant, experiencing the plant, because if you don't have success with those, uh, with other plants before you get into cannabis, you're probably not going to have success with cannabis too. But I, and there, there are rare instances where you see people actually grow cannabis better, but they can't grow anything else. That's probably just because they haven't attempted it. But I've seen other people out there that have tried to grow other things but couldn't, but did good well with cannabis. But that's just because they locked on to the right things in the beginning. Like I said, they studied. You want to have a problem. You want to have your family members and your people around you going, golly, all you do is study cannabis. You want to hear that from them because once you get to that point, then you're going to realize, wow, I've probably watched every single video there is out on YouTube. I've probably read almost every blog. I've, I've gotten to know almost everybody. Like I got all these followers and all these people I've learned from so many people and 
you know, and I'm continuing to learn. This is when you you start to really think those things. It starts to get in your soul and it starts to become, wow, I could do this as almost like a career. You know, even though it's a hobby for most at, at first, it will turn into a career 10, 20 years down the road, especially if you can do it for that long, too, as well, because it takes years. Same thing with followers. It takes years, guys. People think, oh, well, I'll just go buy my followers. Don't do that. You'll get seen. They'll go through your profile and they'll see literally uh 75 percent of people there don't even grow that's how you know they've bought their followers you know or they're there from a different social media aspect like they were doing some type of blogging or something earlier and then they flip their profile over or what a lot of people have been doing these days is they'll find somebody that's already established in the cannabis industry that knows that they can make a second page and immediately get that second page built up very, very quickly enough to where they could sell the page that they have on Instagram. So I've seen this happen before. I've seen a gentleman that was uh, followed by many people. He was a breeder um, and he was a really well-known breeder. He had a profile. He created a second profile for backup. The second profile had gotten just as almost just as many viewers, maybe a little bit less, but that's because of time, you know, I had 10 more years on the profile than the other one did. And uh, like I explained to you, time is the actual truth of how followers will continue to will build up. Like it, it don't buy them. They will constantly add and add and add every single day. Just be patient. It adds up by a year. All of a sudden, boom, it's there. But what I'm saying is, is these guys will, Create that second profile, get real close to where it's at least at like a 10,000 or more, and then they'll sell their first profile to a new company. What they'll do is they'll delete every single photo and they will uh, delete all their information and replace it with the new company's information. So literally, they'll take the photo and get rid of the photo for their, you know, their pin photo for their, you know, profile. And, and the next day you wake up, you have no idea. Unless you've been talking to the person directly, you'll get a message and you'll be like, what the hell? I don't remember talking to this guy. You'll delete it because you won't realize it was actually, you know, the person that you were talking to before um, gave that profile up for, for cash. So what the person did was they sold the profile, uh, got all of his information put on, posted a whole bunch of his new pictures up on there, <laughs> all in one day, a series of six. And then they start posting heavily after that every single day, you know, two or three a day. But they automatically have all those followers. So the moment they're posting, they're automatically getting to all those people that followed that guy. Every single industry person, every single person that wanted to do business with them, he now has that networking. So some people will sell those. They will actually sell that to them. And uh, they make big money, guys. We're talking about uh, $20,000 to $100,000 for a profile. And it's very easily done, too. A lot of people will do this, um, especially if you're connected to the right people. And they realize that they're blocked by certain people and they could actually be reached um, by doing it, too. A lot of people will do it out of spite. A lot of people will do it out of just pure smart marketing to get advanced ahead of the game. So you've got to be real careful about who you're following and and when you see, oh, my God, they must be popular. They got millions of followers. Don't, don't think that's anything. But if you want to know where followers do come from, true ones, it comes from time. Um, five, ten years down the road, you'll have just as many as everybody else. Even a few years down the road, you'll have pretty close to just as much as everybody else. As long as you're doing the same thing and doing it the right way and doing things the right way, 
you'll get there. It takes time for those followers. I mean, really and truly, uh, even uh, all those friends in high places, it comes with time. They'll, they'll all come in time, I promise you. It's If you rush to get your work done, it's only going to be as good as you rushed it to be presented. So the truth is, it's going to take dedication first, nonetheless. That's something that you're going to absolutely have to realize, that it does take dedication. I mean, falling into the hottest breeder concept is absolutely, we've already touched base on this. It could work out for you. Um, you do want to grow some things that are hyped up. Um, but you don't want to you don't want to surround yourself overall with nothing but that. You're gonna want to, uh, like I said, maybe have one pack of that, have one, a couple of plants of that, and your uh, array of six. If you're growing six, don't grow all six of the same thing. Grow one or two of that, and then have options of other things because you want to constantly be searching and looking for new things, and do not base your everything off of just the hottest breeder concept. I believe the hottest breeder concept is actually the wrong direction for anybody at any time, especially if you're good at what you're doing and you think you're a gift to this world. Guys, this isn't the UFC. This isn't sports. This isn't competition, guys. This growing thing has never been a competition. Sure, they can make grow competitions. That's a grow competition. But you don't want to be out here talking crap like you can outgrow anybody. Nobody can touch you when it comes down to this. You are the master knowledge of it all. It is a constant subject that is always going to be continuing to teach us. Even the best of growers are constantly looking. Because like I've said and I mentioned before, guys, what we're doing when you reach a level of being uh, of someone who realizes, man, I've succeeded on this level. I've won awards. I've gotten this. I'm, I've bred so many things. Those type of people constantly have an ear to the ground looking for the new things, looking for what's new, the next endeavor, the next thing they could put their foot into. And not all of them are good people, though, so you got to be watch out for who you're working with because some of these guys are just about the money. They're not about the actual lifestyle. When you actually live a certain lifestyle and it reflects as a positive thing, but your lifestyle reflects on your work and stuff like that, too, you know, that's where it becomes real on some aspects. But if you're literally there copycatting someone in this industry just to try to be just like them, literally chasing the same exact things as they're doing, I mean, come on, guy. Who do you really think you are? How long do you think you're going to get away with that before everyone in the masses start to realize that? And the sad part is, is if you're affiliated with a team like that and they go down, you look like you're like that too. So like I said earlier, when I touched base on that, be careful who you're affiliated with because a lot of them are just eating off you. And then when it comes down to it, they won't defend themselves or even defend you, you know, when they start falling down and they start looking a type of way because they are that way, you know? So just don't fall into the hottest breeder concept. You should never focus on one breeder alone. Um, you shouldn't never really focus on more than a handful of people too at once. Um, some people are super DM happy. Um, they love to get on messages. I highly recommend that you don't get heavy on the messages once you get into the social media aspect of growing. Um, the DMs can get bad. Uh, friends expect your messages every day. Um, too many friends will get you caught up in a loop of um, constantly, hey, how, where have you been? Did you fall off? You know how that shit went back in high school. It's kind of stupid. A lot of these guys think it's high school all over again. Uh, a lot of these guys are young, too, and they don't work or they got mama's money. So they're constantly you know, able to talk and they're constantly able to socialize. So they don't realize that a lot of people have things going on and like even... 
um, you know, people who grow on a passionate level, like they can only reach so many people at once. So don't get mad when people don't, you know, talk to you. And even if it's been months, dude, like real people don't just give one liners, delete the message and work on to the next. And then ask you, Oh, what are we talking about again? You know, that's how you can tell someone does not give two shits about what their conversation was about. Real people will give their time to people so they can only get to maybe five, 10 people a day. So it does take months to get at certain people when they got, you know, tens of thousands of followers, you know, and people that are constantly asking them questions or looking for abilities to, you know, become better in their endeavors, which I sort of offer in my book because I do the podcasting and I talk and I and I get involved with people a lot and we try to spread the word because my passion is for cannabis alone. It's not for fame. It's not for marketing. You know, even when I hand out these free packs and it costs me money, sure, I get marketing out of it in the long run, but I'm not thinking about that. You know, I sort of am thinking about how much money I'm spending, sending it out more or less, but I'm not complaining because I realize that there's a blessing for things like that. You're putting seeds in people's hands. You're trying to teach them how to fish. You're, you, know, you could feed a man a fish when you put him in the hand for a day, but you teach him to fish, they eat for a lifetime. It's, you know, you try to really push the, the, the best things you could do because people didn't do that for me. Um, when I tried to ask a lot of these novel, knowledgeable questions, everybody said, no, I'm not teaching you how to breed. No, I'm not teaching you how to do this. Um, I was only approached by very few and far between that really wanted to help me. And in the end, they never really were my true friend anyways. They were just affiliates. You know, they're not around. They don't, you know, care about me that much to where they call. A few people do, you know, um, sure. People will show up in your DM and expect you to be there, but you know, really and truly the ones that that call you, that support you, that really try to take it to the next level by, by really, you know, uh, spending with you, not expecting free because they understand that it's your business and, and they want to see your business work. They don't just want to take from you and you'll, you'll find people like that, but you know, don't expect that shit because your DM will get bad. Uh, men lie, women lie, you know, plants under proper care don't lie. So, you know, make sure that, you know, you just understand the difference. How you should stay open to new genetics. Like I said, just don't test more than two to three genetics for a person at once. And don't test more than three testers at once. I think two is a big limit there. Three, sometimes you could push it if it's a package. Just like I said, man, you don't want to necessarily uh, get caught up with too many um, breeders and testers because then they'll think, oh, I sent you a pack. You get obligated. You got strings attached guys there's a lot of bad people out there like i said they're just doing what's popular not what's right um anybody who forces you to grow their genetics when they send you your genetics be very very wary about when they force you and they're constantly how come you ain't grown it i send it to you you know people like that dude you'd be i wouldn't even grow their genetics dude i would just give it back to them you know um truthfully is you know grow what you need to grow um don't just accept a bunch of genetics in if you don't have the intention of growing them because then you're just vaulting a bunch of stuff people tend to get mad but as someone who sends packs out and i don't have an issue at all uh if people resell it read it do whatever i really don't care uh if they give it away whatever you know once i send it out it's theirs to do whatever they want with this is mother nature um i'm not the type of guy that like puts restrictions on everything and I'm not saying that like the West Coast does it more than the East Coast. It's just you predominantly learn. You, you see that a lot of people on the West Coast are that way. You know, like they they're very coveted about their their items and they don't like people doing certain things with it. You know, and 
it's not patent. This is mother nature. You can't really go that way, but you know, it is what it is. You know, some people do it on the East coast. They like to copycat and do the same things, but uh, if it feels right, which I know there's certain situations where it feels right. Like say if a person releases Thor's hammer in the auto, don't take that person's F1 and then go make F2 and F3 before them and then sell them and try to do it on a big version, you know, on a big way. Like it's okay if you were to do it and preserve the genetics because you wanted to grow them over again and work some lines from it. But to, to jump ahead of somebody's work when you know it's coming out is a very big no-no. So you kind of want to touch base with people before you do it just to let them know what's going on. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I accidentally bred this, you know, I didn't expect it or I purposely bred this and I expected it. And you know, this will just kind of, you know, let them know what's going on, you know, before you release it. That's always a decent thing to do because some people will at least want to have a, a word in it, you know, and, and that's how you really kind of, uh, get um, kind of uh, pay honor a little bit to each person because sometimes you want to pay honor to the genetics you got it from because it, you know you you wouldn't have had it unless it came from that person so sometimes mentioning you know uh, how you got it or say if you traded somebody for it you don't have to mention it like one time I got some autoflowers my very first autoflowers like like my northern cheese haze and and some purple rock what I got from uh, a Canadian dude. I traded him uh, some genetics, photoperiod genetics for it. So I don't need to really mention that dude's name all the time because we made a business deal. So what's mine is mine and what's yours is not yours. So it's a deal's a deal. So from there on, you can't complain about it or anything like that. You know, you don't have to mention or, or say anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But if someone gifted you a pack and then you're going to make a, you know, some more genetics with it, typically when you go to express it, you want to mention that person. Hey, this, you know, this genetic came from this person. And uh, if they don't want to be tagged, um, just let that person know. Because I found it so rude that one time I tagged somebody and they reported it uh because they didn't want it up i guess um and that was their way of showing a message because they're douchebags instead of just being directly and saying hey uh don't tag me uh would have been easy enough and uh, instead of being reported so you know watch out about tagging people touch base with them beforehand too as well and um like i said don't rush your work because it, whatever you put in you're going to get out and that's exactly what happens um space out your grows and really help people you feel deserve your time and effort um, not based on what they could do for you in the long run, but what they have done for cannabis itself. Do you understand what I'm saying? So doing things that are what's popular, not what's right. If you are spacing out your grows, you're utilizing your genetics better that way. You're not just growing three and then having a half pack and then, you know, some other time grow it later or give it off to somebody else. The better three could have been in that pack. So be real careful, you know, make sure that you're spacing out your grows and you're utilizing your packages and not just, you know, growing three and then calling it quits, you know, grow the whole pack and really do it right, you know, and, and make their judgment based off real growing, not just some, you know, some, uh, you know, opinion that you had because you were doing it in a certain style, you know, you can't give, you got to realize when it's the breeder's fault and the grower's fault, you know what I mean? It's, it's really, truly a, a fine line sometimes, and it could be crossed in the wrong way. So, uh, as a as a first time grower, you should you you should really really understand that um, help people you feel deserve your time and effort, not based on what they could do for you, but what they've done for cannabis itself. And uh, that's why packs are not to be treated as light and not um, you know and not wanted and passed to people where they can't possibly keep genetics for a long haul. Like like say if you get a pack of genetics and you can't grow it at this time, 
don't just give it to a random person. Um, give it to somebody you know that's going to be close by in case they can grow it. They hit an awesome, you know, clone that or a phenotype, and you can take a clone from it and uh, bring it. You know, you can grow it again, or you know, or they go to breed it. You know, get a few of the seeds or something. You know, hopefully they pay homage because you know you don't want to just treat every pack as like, oh, it's light work. You know, oh, everyone's got it. There could be something special edition in those packs, so don't just give away anything to anyone. Uh, make sure you could at least you know find out where they are in case they maybe. Uh, the genetics go away and they don't make them no more and they sold all the seeds and now you can't get a hold of it no more and you gave away the pack you know hopefully you at least had a clone from it from that guy so it didn't go to the world you know and it was the end of it keeping all genetics is good sometimes you know they change the world sometimes you know they help people truly you know through science so don't just um discard and think these old genetics are worthless hold on to things like stuff like ak-47 i just got the ak-47 cutback uh from somebody that had it for a long 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 time and now i have the ability to hold it for a long time so now i have the the, the you know the the amazing ak-47 the almighty golden ak-47 you know so you know everybody loves that plant and now i'm hanging on to it so that it doesn't go away and um, you know, I do work with certain old genetics just to kind of understand where the new genetics come from these days and, you know, how gelato and how cookies came about, you know, and their lineage and where it came from and understanding that it was a mutation from a certain genetic, you know, that just happened to, you know, look a type of way and had certain effects and stuff, you know, because later down the road, man, they could they could turn into science to where they find out that it's better than ever and this is the key ingredient to making things better or this is the key ingredient to really giving us what we need, you know, as far as changing, you know, cannabis, because that's the truth. People who are trying to do this for the plant are the ones you want to support the most. It's not always good to have stuff forever, you know, unless it's a true one of a kind chosen as some strains start to lose their hype or, you know, they lose juice after about three to five years, you know, and some stuff will be around forever, you know, and then you got like plants like Tropicana cookies and stuff with its unique smell and look and stuff. And then you have like, you know, other plants out there that are just so unique and different that have really changed the map. And some are out there for breeding, like the GMO, uh, the garlic cookies, you know, from Mimco, um, the GMO phenotype um, that was found by one of its testers um they ended up turning that that clone into a big industry thing and it wasn't really necessarily gmo itself it was also the fact that it could be bred with and when it was bred with it would really carry heavy good traits over that was bulking up other stuff and that's where gmo really got involved the most was when it was being crossed and other things so um, by itself, it was pretty good, but the, anything could happen. You know, you could be a tester. You could be just like that, you know, like the GMO store. You could you could be just like how the, the runs was when Skittles and Gelato 33 were being put together and they were looking for the next best strain and, and jokes up ended up finding that phenotype that was just, you know, absolute, you know, and then uh, come down to it, you know, they had that big falling out um where you know they made the 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 hashtag jokes up because you know the joke was on them not not the person who who had found the plan originally so um you know there's a lot of backstory and, and that runs is bred into everything not a lot of people like runs by itself they like crosses with the runs so you know things that testers and people that are working on 
um, for breeders and stuff really could end up being like big, powerful movements. So just remember every time that you grab a pack and you're testing for somebody like, like you potentially could be pulling the what's next, you know? And that's why I think a lot of these breeders will kind of target certain people to send them clones back and then start lines off of it because they realize they don't have to do all the work and the work was done for them. And, you know, they're taking a shortcut and they're, you know, utilizing, you know, other people and their work and they're, you know, eating off other people. And that's what some people will do. Usually you could tell those type of people don't grow much though. You know, they're literally growing only to take pictures for their seed program. They don't necessarily grow for medical. They don't keep pounds of buds around. Uh, and if they did, it's probably to make money off of it. And this, that, the other, they're not keeping it for themselves and really for, you know, their own medical use. Truly and uh, when it comes down to it in this cannabis industry, you can tell a lot of the people who don't consume, um, don't have a passion for it as much as the people who do consume too as well. Um, that's you could also separate yourself a little bit and say if you can't smoke because it causes you um, all kinds of stuff, but maybe your wife does or a family member does and you grow for them. That's a that's a positive uh, outlook on it. I think that's a, you know, a, a rare instance where you know, it works out for someone who doesn't grow, but, you know, or doesn't consume and, and, you know, has the same passion for that scientific push, because if you're not pushing for cannabis to the next level, it's really, it's, you're just going to be there for someone to help support it, which is great. But if you really want to be someone out here, and if I'm reaching out to everyone that's new, that's looking to grow and they want a message, the truth about it is, is, is you want to grow and leave a nice fingerprint on this world and really and truly show that, you know, um, you're here for a reason and, you know, you're doing the best work you can. And everybody that tries to talk down to you, you just keep pushing and you roll right over them and you continue to succeed. And the next person that says anything, you roll over them and you continue to succeed. And no matter what, they can't put you down. Like every which way they tried to to put you down, they can't. That's because you're a natural, you know, you're, you're meant to be there, man. Like, it's just you're you're someone that's left to let you're going to leave a legacy your fingerprint is going to be here forever and once you have those uh feelings for cannabis you really start to understand that this is the passion you know that's the passion you want to have you want to have the drive the soul if you don't have that it could swallow you up there's a lot of growers five years deep that feel like they've learned everything and they can grow pounds and they could really run this shit and they don't have the same passion because it's not really for the cannabis. It's not really for the medical. It's not really for leaving the fingerprint. They realize that they're money makers and they're now looking for other things to make money off of. They go and get other jobs or they go and get, uh, they sell other products like, you know, uh, grower products. They'll try to sell lights or they'll sell scissors and gloves. And, you know, they're just trying to sell anything with their names on it. Those are, you know, that's the cash grab type of style. You know, unless they are absolutely putting the time into uh, looking at the steel that's used into the scissors, the the handles, how they're built, uh, because it's easing arthritis for certain people. And the blades, they're made with certain uh, uh, steel and they get put through a process so that the resin doesn't get always stuck to it. And that's easily be able to to not wear down if it's being put in alcohol over and over again and then, you know, constantly being used and going dull. Um, there's a certain technique in the way the blades shape that it keeps it sharper or it comes with a sharp, you know, those type of things really are the, are the passionate part of having a different product, not necessarily just slapping your name and your color on it and putting it out there for sale just because you think you're that big of a brand. Like 
that's how you could tell someone's out here for the money. That's how you could tell that they're not real, you know, and you got to make sure that you're not getting too caught up in what's going on. It's okay to hang around those two people. I'm not trying to say just entirely wipe yourself of them. What I'm saying is, is you have to be on a mental level here to where you understand what you're dealing with. You're just dealing with people who are putting out flashy stuff. They're not necessarily doing the homework. So guys, just remember these things when it comes to choosing who you're going to grow with and how you're going to grow because, or what group you're going to grow with. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these guys really don't care about you. If they take you out to dinner or take you somewhere, guess what? That's a write-off at the end of the year for their business. They didn't take you out. They just decided to use one of their write-offs for you. You know, like, uh, like these dudes aren't really necessarily helping paying your bills or helping fund a project with you. Like your tester for you test their genetics. If maybe that breeder was giving you, you know, 500 bucks at the end of your testing at, for your pictures and your electricity and your time and your nutrients, like nobody's doing that. You know what I'm saying? So these people are out here to get you, you know what I'm saying? Like these people are, are here for you to grow their stuff for their uh, success. It's not necessarily for your success. And if they post you up, you must have been spending up a good amount of money with those types too, you know, because the good people will constantly put you up no matter what. They'll talk about you. They'll put you on story mode. They're not selective. They don't care if people got problems with that person uh, or this person because they see beyond that type of stuff. This is the mentality you want to have as a grower in this industry. You can't care about what the next person thinks like heavily unless it's a very, very big political thing. Like that person's a rapist. He's been convicted. You need to stay. And it's been just this year, you know, uh, while he's been in the industry. So yeah, things like that, we got to watch out for, but you don't want to hear stupid things like, Oh, he's not. Yeah. He's this and that, you know, it's there's, you could really hang with everybody, but don't be very close to them like that, man. Guys, these are affiliates. Don't let them think they're your brothers. Unless they really are and they're showing you because I will tell you, they can fool you very easily, guys. So just remember to choose the right people when you get there. Um, remember that exclusive is always good, too, because we're in the golden age of cannabis and it's getting better and things are being discovered still. So uh, new and exclusive is always nice. That's what you want to you know, kind of pay attention to. Not new strains like, oh, we, we have the most strains in the world. No one's made more breeds than us. That right there, total red flag for a cash grab. That right there, you should know right there, someone who's trying to make the most strains in the smallest amount of time. And, dude, those people, straight cash grab people, not people that are there for passion. They're throwing anything together. You can do the same thing as them. Don't feel like you have to, you know, uh, go directly to them or they're famous for that because that is just basically someone that's got the time and investment. Um, they're not really doing hardcore work with it, uh, pushing it to F2, F3, properly really utilizing certain techniques over time. This is something that can't be done. Um, you know, the everything, all these plans take a long time. Like, you can't have someone coming out with an F2 within eight months of the F1 coming out, you know. Uh, you know, so eight months later, you got uh f f3 f4 f5s coming out you're like wait a second man there's no way that this person's uh you know doing work that fast with really putting that much study into it or they all of a sudden got a bunch of back crosses and and this that the other you really have to see years of work put into that stuff and hundreds of plants to really get it correct and 
for it to 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 display proper and be proper you know so um people that are constantly putting out things fast 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 all the time um you know that's that's not a good thing you want to be wary about that you want to make sure people are working this stuff because at the end of the day that's what it's all about you know people are buying these strains um at the mercy of the breeders who have made it so you know make a name for yourself if you're breeding out there too and because as a grower we're gonna get pissed when we buy a pack um and it's described this way and it's not coming on anything like that or it looks this way it's not coming on anything like that that type of stuff sucks so um mastering and trying different mediums like i said not being stuck on certain brands of nutrients certain brands of seeds you know, forever mediums, you know, or doing nothing but organic. You want to try a little bit of everything else, you know, because um, even people out there that do bottle nutrients, you need to learn organic too, because if the world ever ended, man, you need to figure out how to grow based off the land, you know? So um, people got to figure out that, you know, uh, fermentation processes, you really want to learn all aspects of growing, but some people don't have that outdoor growing and they don't have that um, ability to really uh, work different things because they don't have the ability to really kind of um, utilize certain stuff. Like most people don't want to have all that extra compost and stuff inside. So they kind of like want that area to be outside and they don't have that area outside or they can't grow outside. So it's tough for certain people. I understand that. Um, so just utilizing and learning over time, if you can, maybe study up on it just so you at least know, because um, as a grower, even if you're good at growing in one certain medium, like you're not considered someone that's really a scientist of cannabis unless you're kind of growing in a little bit of everything and learning a little bit of everything. You're not neglecting any subspecies and you're learning a lot of different ways. Um, you, you sure, people are happy with their lane that they're in, you know, being mediocre. Oh, I just do my soul. That's it. That's all I need to know. No, you know, you really want to take things to the next level. You know, if you really want to do this and become someone that's going to be passionate, don't just one lane it because you'll get burnt out. I'm telling you, man, really make it a passion and a soul thing. And then you're going to learn what clone growers are versus seed growers. Seed growers are constantly always looking for strong, new, vigorous stuff. You know, with clones, people feel like it's a shortcut. It's already done. Well, some clones have genetic burnout after 10, you know, a lot of years of constantly cloning it over and over again. That same plant's been alive for, you know, 20 years just because it's been cloned. You know, it starts to experience things. Um, you know, um, putting it into seed form is great. I think that's what people should do after a while, you know, 10 years of having a clone around. I think it's very important that people utilize that putting it into an S1 version, uh, reversing it, or um, maybe, you know, mixing it into some crosses with some males uh, really will utilize and help um, that plant kind of rebuild its structure up a little bit. Having it in seed form always helps too, because you can't keep the clone alive sometimes. So, um, you know, sometimes clone growers will uh, be a little bit more productive um, than seed growers. Uh, clone growers will get what they expect because they got the clone, you know, and typically that's always in photo period. You can't do that in autoflower. Um, you could do that, uh, but it's not going to really work out in the long run. Um, so what you have to do utilizing uh, photo periods is just to kind of understand that, you know, clones sometimes are better than seeds, but seeds are sometimes better than clones. It depends on your setup, your aspect, where you're at, what you're doing, and what you're growing for. Commercial money makers, they want the clones. It makes it easier. It's cost worthy. It's smarter. Sometimes, even with seed growers, they'll pop just a couple packs and keep clones too. I think a balance of both is really where it's at. So just remember that a balance of both having clones and stay popping seeds at all times. Production grower could also be called a money grower. Uh, there's a difference between a production grower and a money grower, though. 
You could have a consuming production grower, someone who smokes like a motherfucking Navajo, someone who literally has to have pounds and smokes on pounds. I'm one of those guys. I like to smoke big. I love smoking. I like extract. I like flour. So what I'll do is, is I will, um, you know, just make sure that I'm growing in a big uh, production style, you know, with my RDWC. I get a very fast veg and a really solid flower. I get hydroponic type buds. So they're kind of exclusive and different than everybody else's around here because it's water grown. Uh, most people grow on either rock wool or cocoa, which is considered somewhat like hydro too as well, but will give you a slight variational difference. So the truth is, is my hydro is a little bit different. It's, it's a little more exclusive. So um, I really like my water. It's just the way it goes. But I grow in a production style through the RDWC. It's not necessarily a uh, DWC, I would say, takes a little bit more time. You know, it's a, a RDWC is like a lazy man's uh, DWC in a way. Um, you don't necessarily have to do as much, you know, but you're just working with the plants a little bit more. DWC, you could utilize it, spin the plants around a little bit, you know, um, with the RDWC they kind of put in place. You know, but I, I grow for production because I need it that way. You know, I, I, I utilize my area to where I always break even for what I spend. And um, I always make a little bit, you know, extra on top and then I get to keep a bunch. And uh, I've been doing that a lot lately instead of just, um, you know, growing it fully for, you know, sale and wholesale. I've I've actually been, you know, still selectively growing what I want to grow versus just growing an entire room and system of all one clone and and pushing out as many pounds as I can for for cash grab. Because I tend not to have the same passion when I grow that way. I've grown that way before. And, um, you know, the results are great, you know, still. But. I only had one kind, you know, and I had to wait for a whole nother run to have other kinds or I would have to trade or purchase. So that's why I really like variety because I use it for different times of the day. It's hard for me just to smoke one kind in the morning, afternoon and at night. You know, um, some people get tolerant. I have certain strains that I don't get tolerant to because they're that strong and good. And, you know, I love them for that. But uh, sometimes you do want a little something different, you know, and. You want, you want to try a little something else, you know, it just happens. So, you know, production growing could also be considered as a money grower in a way. So know the difference. Uh, sometimes a little bit of a balance of both will help you maintain a good structure life, not being heavily on one side or the other. And I preach that all the time in this episode. Don't be heavy on one side, not the other. You kind of have to have a balance of both, just like good evil, just like the bad people around. You still want them around. Not so you could point your finger and say that's the bad guy, but you just to understand understand what the balance is so you know what i'm saying and you also understand it within your heart and soul of what you want and what direction that you want to take because some people they just want to be bad so they'll join the bad guy villain some people want to be a hero so they'll be the hero and some people want to be the scientist and they do the scientists and some people just want to test and keep it quiet and that's fine and you choose your path in this game and that's what i'm talking this episode is really just to give you some insight on little things that are happening. I'm not covering everything. There's a lot that goes into it, guys. This is just a small little miscellaneous episode of what it's like for new people coming into the grow game. And that's what I'm focusing on today. Little things that kind of come up to new growers when they're just entering the game. And, you know, the social media side, showing your personality, you have to be tough, but you have to have truth over lies. You cannot lie. You could have mistakes of not knowing things, but do not come out there like you know for a fact because you say call facts, get called, and then find out they're not true. You're you seem liar, you know, and you don't want to come off that way. So when you speak, you want to tell people 
as far as I know, from what I've been told, from what I've read, from what I've experienced and how I've done it, this is what I've seen in my opinion. You have to make little things like that. You cannot come out there as Mr. Conqueror of know-it-all. Well, here's the thing. It is second nature you, and it is kind of common sense, but it's only common sense once you learn the second nature because then you realize how everything works symbiotically. You know, it just kind of comes after years, and I've touched base on that too. It comes with time, years. The social media side is a good thing. It could be used in a balance. It could be used bad if you feed the wrong side of social media. It's truly showing your personality properly. And if your personality is for the fame, they'll see it. If your personality is for cannabis, they'll see it. If your personality is for scientific cannabis, they'll see it. If it's for just solely autoflowers, they'll see it. If it's for all species, they'll see it. it. You know, if you're there just to be friends with people, they'll see it. If you're ganging up with people, they'll see it. They're going to put you and they're going to judge you and they're going to put you in certain places. Some people will put you on a pedestal if they if they feel like you're, you know, accepted by your peers so much and you're a heavy influence. You know, I've seen that before. Sometimes I don't understand why these people are constantly, you know, you know, wanting me there. And then I realize, oh, shit, that's because, you know, I've done a lot to really kind of inspire people and teach people and kind of give them a little bit of an insight on what it's going to be like before they get there. And that's what this episode's about. It's really for people who kind of just gotten there because people who are already been there for years and they understand how things are coming, this is kind of like a review for them. They're just kind of touching base and, and or finding out, wow, what they were thinking the whole time is actually true. And there's other people like you out there that believe these things, that they see these people that are just there for certain reasons. And they're not necessarily judging them and calling them bad. I'm just saying, just know what you have going on because you're going to work amongst these people and don't, ever hate a man or another woman for getting their money or whatever even if they sometimes even if they scheme you gotta not feel bad for you know them like scheming you gotta feel bad for the people who didn't know you know how did those people should have known you know sometimes it's like that you know and that's why i forewarn with the way that i say it now it's not necessarily to put down on people or single people out or indirectly because i am a very direct person if i have a problem i will tell you direct and people have that uh fake aspect of indirectly doing things and I think that's where other people think that that's happening when they don't. Or they'll think that it's that old song. I bet you think this song is about you, don't you? Because there's so many narcissistic people out there that they think it's about them. Really, they just have a guilty conscience, probably because they did something to you. So really and truly, you'll come to find out that this is a sad place, too, if you'll let it be. You have to just let those people be those people and do those things. And even if they say something about you, you still got to keep it moving. Because if you don't believe it, because it's probably not true, it's just their opinion. If you don't believe that and they're saying that you're something that you're not, it ain't, it's no sweat to you, man. You just keep it moving. Because it don't affect you. You know who you are as a person. And, you know, and then, you know, I've already told this to people a lot of the time, too. If you catch yourself in a bad situation, you're measured about how you recover from those things. You know, when things go wrong, how do you bounce back? So, you know, when things go wrong, measure a man on how he bounce back, how he stands for himself. If he stands strong, you know, someone if someone stands there and is like, listen, I could 
I can take it and it's not an issue. You know, you have to realize this is about you at the end of the day. You versus you as the grower. Other people can influence you, but you're going to be the best as you want to be. So social media side, cool to have, showing your personality. You have to be tough, but you also have to have truth over lies. You cannot lie. You have to know when you're making a mistake. Myth, myth and storytellers are all abundant in the cannabis industry versus experienced people and the lingo and the grow talk that they know because they've literally done it over and over again. They know it like second nature. Don't worry about those people going, I've heard of this or I think this is like that. You kind of really want to hang out with people that are experienced that know the lingo, know the grow talk and really how to grow and talk second nature so they can really teach you in the long run. You want to surround yourself by those people, you know? Know your education, learn concrete facts when you know your education and you learn concrete facts you won't feel bad when you express them and you say things like me having a podcast this is forever put on the internet you know these are things that i freestyle i don't look at and don't have notes most of the time and i'm just telling you you know off what i know you know in my opinion too you're really going to have to know your facts, your education, because people are going to put you to the test. If you're on social media and you're up on there and you're talking, they're going to ask you questions in the chats. People will directly try. I get it all the time and I ace it, man. I give them exactly what they want to hear and they go, well, damn, some people don't even want to hear it. They'll be like, shit, I, I can't believe I couldn't embarrass them. You know, the thing is, is if you know your stuff, man, you can never be tried. So as a new grower, really study and have the passion to constantly learn. Don't speak up in a situation that you don't know anything about. Don't act like you know it all, because there will be people that know most of it. And if you're off a little bit, they're going to put you in a category of someone that thinks they know it all. Don't be that person, man. You really want to be a good good person that sticks to their concrete facts, sticks to their word, knows how to deal with trolls, knows how to deal with hecklers, you know, knows how to deal with fake, uh, fake media, um, false narratives, and uh, really trolls. You know, there's a lot of trolls and hecklers on IG. I'm sure people know this. <laughs> you know, stick to your education, guys, where it came from, you know. Um, you know, why going live isn't the best thing and why you need to take notice of why it's not the best thing. Being around more often and having more content naturally shows that you'll have more interaction. Uh, no, oh, Some content's better than no content, but to a degree. Don't be posting everything. Don't post every single thing you do. Don't post every single stage that the plants are in. Don't post everything. The reason why is, is you'll slip up and you will look uneducated and it scares a lot of people off sometimes. Or if you overpost and you overput in things that aren't about cannabis, they feel like you're not here for cannabis. You're here just relating to cannabis. Like most people who are at the top of their game know what they want. And when they look at a profile, if they really want to learn from you or have interest in you. And the thing is, is they have pictures that are proper pictures that have really good appeal to them uh sayings that have, not, not memes people who meme a lot and do all that stuff man there's an old saying some make millions some make memes and what i think in my opinion some make millions some make memes and some you know figure out how to actually run the situation and and you know make the whole program work entirely so 
you know, you got to really know how it works on both ends at all times. You got to stay hip to the shit. Know what's going on. Going live all the time and being live all the time. It's good to know the technology, how to use it, um, things to do online like the waffles, the raffles, all that great stuff, auctions, and all that great stuff that works for the cannabis industry. Um, having grow talks, uh, talking about certain topics having morning meetings. It's nice to have those things once a week or twice a week or, you know, but doing them every single day and all the time and showing up every morning just to get online while you're, before you get in the shower, you're getting in the shower while you're on live. And then you're putting in your, I've seen this before, literally seeing the person put their makeup on, literally get ready for the day and then literally take the phone with them for the day and then ride with them to work. And then they only shut off the phone with them at work. And then they're back on the phone, you know, through live. They're always online. Like, you know, it, it just goes to show like they're there for the fame and they're there for, you know, the media and they're there to for their face. They're not there for the cannabis plant. They're just using the cannabis plant to get more attention. I'm sure they have some cannabis involved in it. But if you're like coming off as someone that's a full time cannabis industrialist and, and someone that's there for the long run, like don't pull that part into it make it all about the plant 100 percent. don't make it about you in any way because then it's more of a social media aspect um you can do that if that's what you're looking for if that's what makes you happy and that's your aspect that you're looking for go for it but if you're looking for the top level of leaving your fingerprint on this world and really and truly um being something for cannabis production and for growing you know going live all the time isn't good unless you're going live to show the plant at all times and show people who show their face more than they show the plant. It's more about social media aspect. It's marketing for them. They're there for one reason or a couple of reasons. And one of them isn't a hundred percent their strength, which, you know, should be all of our 100% strength is we want cannabis to evolve to a better state. So we're hardcore pushing uh, the fact of the plants, 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 plants. Those are the people that should be uh, online all the time talking about those. And there's a couple of them out there, a few people that are super passionate. And then really, when it comes down to it, you really want to not have any beefs at all, 100%. You always have to stay neutral. Politics, especially. Trump birth body and all that, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't show people. Don't really bring it up. Um, the reason why is because if you're neutral at all times about that type of stuff, that you won't lose followers, you won't lose opportunities. Uh, followers to me are opportunities. So that's why I said followers opportunities so fast. You won't lose opportunities to meet other people that have great information or can help you uh, in your endeavors just because they voted for one person or the next or they hang out with one person and not the next person. So that's something you want to always stay neutral. So if they ask you, how do you feel about it? You tell them, I don't have a feeling about it. I'm only here for cannabis. You know what I'm saying? I don't let that get in my way. So if there's one thing I could say to anybody is just don't join beefs. Stay neutral. If someone disagrees with you, agree to disagree with them. Don't take it to heart because people who really know the truth won't believe the people that are making the mistake. And if they know you as a person and who you are as the status inside of your um, you know, your reputation and who you're around, it doesn't matter. You don't got to prove these newbies wrong. You know, people know that you're a veteran here. 
never show yourself as a fake. Um, you're, you're never going to ever show yourself as a fake because if you are faking it until you make it, you're going to get exposed and don't show yourself because uh, you're going to get exposed. Um, there's a lot of people out here that just want to be about cannabis, but they're not. Uh, don't get exposed, man. Don't show yourself as a fake because um, you're probably going to end up getting found anyways. But there's a lot of people out there. They still want to be involved in cannabis, but they they're really not. You know, if, if yeah, which the more people, the merrier we have. Maybe one day they aren't fake anymore and they realize they want to wake up and they want to try to be hardcore cannabis you know so if you are one of those fake people you probably don't want to expose yourself because you are going to get found out real quick if you are a good person stay good please do not change because that's what i really mean by never show yourself as a fake a lot of these people come off as great people and then when it comes down to it they join every single beef there is they love hearing people talk shit they love to laugh oh i just show up to his live just to hear him talk shit about others that's because you like that. You know what I mean? You like to gossip. You like to show up and hear what he's got to say because you're not cringing. You, you kind of like it, you know? If you don't want to be around people, you don't show up. So, you know, don't show yourself off as a fake. If you're a good person, stay good. If you're a troll, stay a troll. Don't act like you're a good person. Just stay trolling the whole time. If you're a fake, stay fake the whole time, please. If you're good, please stay that way. That's the way it works for me. I stay good. Never change it up. If you're willing to be a small gang, um, if you're willing to be in a small gang, you know, um, or solo, then be solo. If you're wanting to be in a small gang, be in a small gang, you know. If you're wanting to be famous, be famous. Thing is, is you know, don't fake yourself. Just be who you are. Don't don't try to, you know, don't show yourself as someone that's, you know, you're not. Don't be a false. Uh, but there's an identity syndrome for it where uh, I forgot what it's called. It's called false identity syndrome or something like that. People think there's something that they're not. It's, it's a sad thing. You know, this leads to copying people most of the time. Those type of people, you'll just see those types constantly copy people. The fake people, they just, they do what's popular, not what's right. They, oh, well, you have to, why not do it exactly like this person that's successful and replicate exactly what they're doing? I mean, come on, God, you're doing, that's copycatting, man. You want to be absolutely original about everything you do. Sure, you could upgrade your packaging and upgrade this, but, bro, I mean, you are literally, like, doing exactly what people say. Like, you're just a puppet, you know? Um, be that way, you know? It's just, that's that's your version of you, you know? It's to be somebody else, I guess, you know? Um, it's actually very simple um, if you do it the right way and just do things original. Um, don't be part of a trend or a style. You know, it's best to be original, create things that have never been done. You know, put fingerprints on the industry where fingerprints need to be put, um, put pressure on greater people, put pressure on people that are already doing good so that they could do better sometimes, like try to challenge them, you know, and see if there's, you know, endless possibilities in this realm because, you know, cannabis and the future of it, it will constantly be um open in this golden age and it's a cash grab for a lot of people and it's uh it's also you know kind of sad that when people sell out you know and how they see that it's just a cash cow so it'll always be a cash cow though you know it was one of our big economy um go-getters a long time ago you know and they tried to get rid of it you know and put liquor into you know everybody's cups instead so you know you want to really be a good version of you uh stay on the right track 
you know, um, what happens is, you know, an imitator, you know, will always take you for your money, you know, for, for your brand that's juicy too. another imitator will recognize another, you know, imitator really good too. So be very, very careful because those type of imitators are constantly looking for everyone to try to take advantage of. So, you know, they'll intimidate you sometimes too. Like, how come you grow that bullshit? You know, you should be going this. Oh man, did you hear the story about this guy? It's like, you don't even know if that's true, man. Don't, don't listen to everything you heard, man. Like you really have to experience things and go talk to the breeder. And number one, you can't listen to one side. You have to listen to everybody, you know? And, um, you have to listen to both sides of the story to really understand people because you're at the mercy of the breeder um, when you're growing their seeds, you know? So hopefully they did a good job. So you're not wasting your time, man. Um, cause it happens to all good growers, all new good growers, you know, what they do is they'll often expose themselves before they know it. And they'll, they'll tend to be the ones who actually will point fingers at other people and have major dramas at all times. Um, and they try to make themselves bigger than cannabis and make themselves seem like superstars with a plant here online. You'll find those type of people. They'll they'll have their big face smiling, you know, with their their hat on of their brand, and you'll see their face all smiling with a big pearly white, some fake veneers in, and you know, you can totally tell that they're just trying to to be famous and and get their get their look out there, you know, so that everybody remembers them and it's it's not original be original if you can uh you know how you'd spot a real one isn't the opposite entirely uh of those it's it's in depth and there's levels to it you know some people are good for a few years and then turn nasty bad in the end so you know it's all about you in the end it's you versus you and how you want to really shape yourself you know at the end of the day and um that's kind of you know what the start of what i'm building on on these episodes it's not covering everything. We're just covering a little bit of the basics and stuff right now. But these are things that you want to expect as as a brand new grower entering the industry, you know, for the first time on uh, through social media growing and and, um, you know, primarily, you know, and then some of the basics are, you know, with social media or not. But I do believe social media is good for growing these days. And if you're not uh, on social media and growing at the same time, you're not growing as fast as you could and uh, as much as you could. Um, there is so much online these days that if if you're with social media with cannabis, it, it goes together like peanut butter jelly, guys. You really have to um, utilize every aspect of social media you can. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, um, IG, or excuse me, X app, not Twitter, you know, um, IG, all those live applications now tiktok and snapchat and all that gets involved and i don't have many apps you know i don't have facebook and stuff myself i'm kind of a private person and over the years i've i've really never showed and took pictures of myself with the plant like that because it's not about me it's about the plant so um at the end of the day this is just kind of like part one of a series of you know what to expect and in, and in, in the industry and social media you know uh coming into cannabis growing for the first time so that's kind of this week's episode. I kind of really just wanted to touch base on on certain things like that. And I could have spoke a lot more on a lot of different subjects. I just kind of, you know, freestyle these episodes and that's what was coming to mind. So um, if anybody has some comments or uh, topics they would like to be touched on, man, feel free to um, go to the Discord at the Autoflower Review and check them out. Uh, make sure you guys are filling out the, you know, forums where, you know, we could talk about certain things or answer questions. 
Um, I believe I could start doing a little bit more with, um, you know, reaching out to people throughout episodes in case they didn't understand something or they wanted to talk more or relate on the subject. Maybe we could have a after, uh, after episode chat room to where we could answer questions like that in case somebody that was new really wanted to ask something specific. Because I can't necessarily cover it all. Because, like I said, I do freestyles. So maybe one of these days I'll do a noted, a noted episode where I could actually, you know, sit there, plan, and take a bunch of notes, and really kind of um, utilize uh, my time to really kind of try to cover a lot of the good aspects. Because I know I only cover so much in this amount of time. It's a weekly sub segment, you know, or bi-weekly segment, depending on the time of the year, what we're up to, and uh, you know, I hope we can get this episode in as uh, something that was worthy of of new growers listening to, you know, what to expect. It's not necessarily an S-step guide on how to do it. It's just more or less uh, uh, what to expect when, you know, when coming into the the, the, the industry and, and into the social media side and how you really kind of want to be as a person, in my opinion, you know. So I hope you guys got this knowledge well and you took it to heart and, you know, a lot of it made sense to you. And, you know, if we could talk more about this later, let's do it. So thanks for listening in to Thursdays with Thor. I appreciate your time, guys. This is another week in the bag. I appreciate you uh, being here, listening in. So I hope you guys got a nice, great uh, buzz going on. Your medical needs were taken care of, and you learned a little something here because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's learning. Even for the new guys, we're constantly putting our uh, – for the older guys, I meant, we're constantly putting our ears to the ground, uh, trying to hear the, the new – track of the buffalo so we can learn something new all right guys have a wonderful day i will be here next week talk to you then peace